Welcome, adventurers. In ruins in the Shalshali Mountains, Alarian, Orteval, and Snare found the final clue to set them on their path to an old temple under a hill in the Gimlin Woods, the place our tales began so long ago. What was the clue they found? Joel Rigetti's Speaking Stone Studio presents... Tales from the Dungeon Twenty-sixth day of Seoul, and the sixteen hundred and forty-third year after landing. I have fretted over long on whether or not to put down in writing any evidence of my existence, the protection of certain objects in my possession being of such vital importance that to write anything at all seems a matter of pure vanity and heartbreak. But after a time spanning some two months, and a search as thorough as I can reasonably make without being identified, I found no other surviving brothers or sisters, none within the limits of the great woods we call our home, the woods to which we are sworn and bound. I suppose I might hold hope that some, one maybe, fled the province entirely lost themselves in a city. And so, if even one survived other than myself, and I should die, it is of vital importance that there is at least some chance that they know where I may have put that which I have been entrusted with, that they might find or gather allies reforming the order. And so I am left with this awful choice to leave no trace of my existence, and hope what lies under the hill is forgotten in time, that I successfully dispose of that which would provide access, or keep a record and cling to wild hope that some blood of the order persists, finds my writings some day, and the forest may once again be watched over by faithful servants." It pains me to think of it locked away, the forest left to suffer the will of mortal beings. But that choice is better by far than the destruction that could be wrought if it should fall once again into greedy hands, hands of one like its creator. I think I have lingered over long in the woods. I must let go my grief. It is time to move elsewhere. Fourth of Jumadil. I visited briefly the village of Vishbon. I stayed but two bells. Even in such a small town it felt as if all eyes were on me. There is no way to know, but I have a feeling that the one who was responsible for the demise of my people is not one to give up easily. Unsure where I will go next. Sixteenth of Jumadil. I have haunted the southern edges of the Shiverwood. 
I keep telling myself that the Wood Elves would understand, would help shelter me and protect what I keep. But every time I try, I see her green eyes. I know nothing of her. Who is she? Where did she come from? And most unsettling of all, who might she know? Thirteenth of Arjum My grief deepens. I have wandered without company, avoiding the eyes of all that I might. I have buried one or both of the objects more times than I can count, stuffed them into the crook of trees, placed them under heavy rocks. Surely an object placed randomly in the ground will never be found again. And yet, my heart tells me this is not so, that the woman with green eyes will find them somehow. Second of Payam I cannot say what made me think time in Jomato would provide answers or clarity, just that my heart yearned irrationally for people. Amongst the trees I was never lonely, but then each one had a voice, had a story. I was always surrounded. Maybe I thought the thousands of people would provide some substitution for the trees, some reminder of life. But my time there was a mistake. After losing my purse to a pickpocket, I realized my folly. The people of the city do not work as one have no common goal. There would never be more than a robbery away from losing the most valuable items in all the world. Nineteenth of Apir I had thought the giant's pike wood would be a place to seek solace. Yet though the massive trees there are indeed a wonder, the air they breathe is different somehow. Their ancient countenance, a painful reminder of what I have lost. I cannot dwell here. I have yet to part with my charges. No place has seemed right. Thirtieth of Apir Winter is bitter cold. I moved south along the foot of the great Shalshalis until I ran upon the Usmana. Something there drew me up desire to see its source, and so I traveled into the mountains. When I had found the source, I found myself pulled still up toward the peaks. It is there that I laid eyes upon the moors for the very first time. I have never seen a body of water bigger than Lake Cumbershaw, never seen an ocean. Yet, when my gaze fell upon the moors, I think I must know what it is like in some way. Unfathomably vast, gray and cold, nothing but heather for as far as the eye could see in any direction. To lay eyes upon the expanse of it was to have my sorrow ripped open anew. Its emptiness, the desolation, I was drawn to it. Surely there I could be lost forever. Vanishing within would be my last sacrifice. But I could not. Twenty-eighth of Bessel. South further still, 
and again up into the mountains to walk along a river's bank. The frost fall this time. At its source, touched by the icy mists of an impressive waterfall, there is a settlement. Bitterfall, it is called. Maybe forty souls call this harsh valley home. I am cold, and I miss the sound of voices, of someone remembering I am alive. First day of Argent in the 644th year after landing. It is unwise, but the people here need a healer. They are cautious, but ask few questions. I am called Alicia now. 23rd of Rabin. There is little to write. My services as an herbalist and healer have been tentatively accepted. They are wary of me, but I may win them over with time. Visitors to this place are exceedingly rare, the sparse few usually being traders or trappers from Glintcap, the village to the west. Ninth of Seoul It is odd to think I was once another person. I am haunted by the faces of my brothers and sisters taken from me. I walk amongst the mountains here in search of plants and funguses that may be helpful, but also in search of a resting place for items which I wish I could forget. But they are ever-present. Eleventh of Arjum. I have found a place suitable to my needs. Though I do not know who might have dwelled in the ruins, there is ample opportunity for me to create many obstacles to deter unwanted visitors from finding at least one of the objects which I will place there. I may need to make a trip to Roshan, possibly Borgen, to read up on magics and construction techniques. Sixth of Pyam Wenzel missed me on my trip to the city. I cannot say I am not pleased. Twenty-seventh of Apir Winter is cold. I make fewer trips to the ruins. It is harder to go unnoticed with Wenzel's attentions and more frequent presence. But I will not lie and say his warmth in my bed is not welcome. First day of Argent in the 1645th year after landing. Another year begins. The work on the ruins continues slowly, but I think this is acceptable. The villagers have grown used to my presence and routines. My trips into the wilds around the settlement are not questioned, as I am always sure to come back with one herb or another. Wenzel often offers to accompany me, and truth be said, I would have him along. He is strong, and his smile is a wry one. He does not waste words, and I like that I can feel his eyes on me, even when I am not looking. But still I maintain my distance, my call for independence. I wish for nothing more than to tell him, but care for him so, that I will risk no harm that would come with a shared knowledge, no matter how small the risk might be. 25th of Lackier 
I have written scarce little here in quite some time, and I find that to be a good thing upon reflection. The work on the ruins moves along. They will be ready to stand sentinel over one of the objects soon. The necklace, I think. Lencil is an ever-present fixture in my life, though for the sake of appearances and his own safety I have refused to wed. We are together more days than not. He is ever patient, and it doesn't seem he is offended by my insistence we dwell in separate abodes. Third of Saradin. The end is in sight. It is my hope that after winter has lifted, I will finish the final enchantments on the ruins, and at long last I will set aside some of my burden, convey it to fate. First day of Argent, in the 646th year after landing. Though it is now officially spring, the snow was heavy this year, and it will be at least a month still, I think, until the thaw. Winslow caught a sickness during the winter, and it treated him poorly. The same sickness took three of the elders in the village. Despite my best efforts, I had to resort to magics to save Wenzel. The sickness had rooted deep in his lungs. His fever persisted too long and was much too high. Outside of my work on the ruins, I have kept my magical abilities completely hidden from the village. In such a small place, word would travel quickly, and then out into the world. Does the woman with the green eyes still search? Surely I am forgotten here. Regardless, I have used my powers to heal Wenzel. As sick as he was, I don't think he knew of what I did. And even if he did, he will say nothing of it unless I bring it up. I could not bear to lose him. I love him. 21st of Rabin It is done at last. For the first time in over three years, I only possess one of the two most valuable objects of my order, gone now the same period of time. The necklace rests well hidden and well protected by trap, illusion, and enchantment. I have never killed another humanoid in my time, but should any wander into the resting place I have devised, it will no longer hold true. It is necessary, and I hate it. Nineteenth of Lackier Though I must admit I worried endlessly at first. Now that these three months have passed, I find my burden has been lightened. I enjoy my life here in Bitterfall. Given the tragic circumstances that led me here, I have found more joy than I ever thought I would. These people are rugged, gruff, but unbelievably hardy of body and spirit. And now that they have accepted me, I find I have something I never thought to have again. Community. Eighth of Rua. Though the winter held late at the beginning of this year, the flowers and trees have been all the more beautiful for it. Wenzel took me to Glintcap for a few days. He said it was so that I might see what herbs they had there to supplement my foraging. 
I know it was just to get away, for us to spend time alone. It was wonderful. We lingered there three days. Seventeenth of Payam I can't believe it, even as I write. I missed my moon cycle. I have life within me. I will be a mother. What blessed madness is this? I have not told Wenzel yet. Third of Saradin. I have risked hiding it from him no longer. I feel he had his suspicions. He is overjoyed. The village is overjoyed. It seems the next birth I attend in the village will be that of my own doing. The first day of Arjit and the 647th year after landing. The spring brings a new year. A year that will see a miracle I would have never sought if I still walked amongst the Gimlin woods. I feel her kicking now. I know it is foolish, but I know it is a daughter that grows within me. I am impatient to meet her. Fourteenth of Soul I am a lover of nature, have given my life to it, but there is a cruelty within the cycles of life. The summer is unbearable hot, and I feel I have swollen to the size of a bear. Wenzel brings cold water from the falls often, but I begin to suspect the trips are more to avoid my misery and biting words than it is to bring me comfort. That is a lie. He is as patient as the mountain upon which we dwell. Come soon, daughter, before I burst in irritation. Sixth of Jumadil Of all the wonders of nature I have witnessed, you are the greatest. You are magic. I have known you but three days, and I know I love you more than anything. There is nothing I would not do for you. Nothing. First day of Argent and the 648th year after landing. A new year. There is little to say. I love my daughter. I love Winsel. The supposition that we don't live together, that we are not a family, is a fiction preserved only by Winsel's now largely vacant home that he has yet to give over. Fifteenth of Robin A strange and horrible thing has only now just occurred to me. When I swore an oath, when I was accepted by the protectors and by the heart, my life, my very blood was bound to the object which now lies sealed within the temple chamber. I had always just assumed that I would hide the items needed to access the heart, and when my life came to its end, me being the last bound to the object, it would be inaccessible none of those who swore the blood oath surviving. But I know the heart will persist still. If all that have given their lives to protect it are gone, could it be freed of that bond? Would it then be free to bind itself to the next that found it? 
And what of my blood? It exists in some way in her now. I cannot bear the thought that I have passed on my burden to her carelessly, unwittingly. 29th of Robin She took her first steps today. Winsel is already predicting her future skills in hunting and tracking to be unparalleled. I find myself more worried she will make her way out the front door and tumble down the steep rocks into the frostfall and be swept away to Glintcap and beyond. Eighth of Piam All is lost. Why did I ever let myself believe I could live a life, be free of the task given to me? My oath to the woods by which I am still bound, has reached out, has found me here, in this place where I thought I could begin again. All is lost. A stranger came, asking questions. Questions about who had come to the village in a period of time that encompassed my arrival. Were there any here that were particularly good with the skills of nature or healing? Magics that stemmed from nature? Had I not been out collecting herbs? Had the villagers of Bitterfall not been such a guarded people? That all may have been for naught. I cannot fail at the task I was given by the first conciliator. All my grief is born again. The fear I felt that day returned. Winsel deserved more than what he was left with. A single scrap of paper with the words, I'm sorry, quickly scrawled upon its surface. Second of Apier This is the worst day I have had since my first breath. I can only beg the gods that she will understand one day. The woman with the green eyes has not forgotten still searches after all these years. I will never be safe, but she can be. She has a chance at a normal life. She is perfect and will be loved by some family. I have made a choice no one should ever have to make. I have given up my daughter to save the world. Seventeenth day of Saradin, and the six hundred and fifty-sixth year after landing. I have not picked up this cursed book in years, years and years. I have not picked it up because I know what the last entry within is, and I need no written reminder of what I have done. I think of little else. Little important is to be said of my life in these years past. In all honesty, I have hoped for death more than once. I only write because I have a mad idea. The moors I saw all those years ago. Maybe they will be my final resting place after all. I am now known as Celebi on the rare occasion I give my name. Twenty-sixth day of Arjum, in the six hundred and fifty-eighth year after landing. I have done it. 
by examples of illumination, have caught the eye of one Ferenzi Bonfala, and they have agreed to my proposal. I have procured the necessary funding to build the abbey. On the moors, in the shadow of Daggermount, I will spend what years are left to me there in contemplation, in silence. First day of Argent, in the sixteen hundred and sixty-first year after landing. The final brick has been laid. The abbey at Daggermount is completed. Eight other souls have joined me in my work. We have taken the name Duntat, steady mark or writing in the old tongue. In the smallest of indulgences, I have chosen green robes for our vestments. It will be the first time I have worn green in eighteen years since I left the woods. First day of Argit in the sixteen hundred and seventieth year after landing. The abbey grows. I would have never imagined something as simple as illumination to have fetched such a high price. But the endless moors, those that I thought an expansive void when I first laid eyes upon them, are full of life. There are many bugs and plants that make exquisite dyes in inks. Our work now fetches far above average prices, and we are able to procure that which we don't have quite easily. A village, born from the workers who built the abbey, is not far away. It is small, but has a number of hardy souls. It reminds me of a place I once dwelled, at the base of a massive fall. My heart will never feel again. One soul deserved better. My daughter deserved better. First day of Argit in the sixteen hundred and eighty-first year after landing. Twenty years since the founding of the Duntat. We are now nineteen souls. I rely heavily on Sister Uladin to deal with all of the day-to-day -day operations of the Abbey. She handles the majority of correspondence with the outside world, along with keeping track of the various schedules and deadlines for each piece. The number of commissions we receive is hard to believe. I don't think Uladin is telling me the actual price we are charging for our services these days. I do know we have whatever food we wish, and our robes are made from fine material. I haven't said as much, but she will make a fine first sister when the time comes. First day of Argent in the six hundred and ninety-first year after landing. Thirty years since the Abbey's founding. Though my body is still strong, much stronger than would be a normal human of this age, I find myself pondering my final years. I have thoughts of where the final resting place of this book will be, but shall need some time to prepare. The ring will remain a symbol of the head of this order, the Duntat. I have made sure to wear it whenever we hold official gatherings. It will pass to Uladin when I relinquish my duties at long last. Until this journal is read by another, 
It will be known as a relic of the monks of Daggermount Abbey. Sixteenth day of Rua, in the sixteen hundred and ninety-fifth year after landing. This will be the last entry in this journal. Eighty-five years I have breathed air. I have taken leave from the Abbey to complete this final task. I have spent the last months constructing one final room, hidden. It will only be revealed if someone successfully retrieves the necklace from the statue's mouth. The statue poisoned with a compound to which only someone of my blood would survive. I have stocked this room with many books I read in my youth, on my journey to find the forest, with books I read as a member of the Kuriyas day on and there. It will also be the final resting place of this my journal. As I sit here now, I realize how ridiculous it is to think it will ever be uncovered. But after all that has been taken from me, may I not bring one thing with me when I return to the earth? Have I not earned a sliver of hope that you have survived, survived and lived well, and that you or your children, or your children's children, might somehow learn of what has happened, might be drawn by what blood of mine has been passed down into their very being, and that the heart with the power to protect or destroy the forest will one day have guardians again. From here, I returned to the abbey to invest Uladin as first sister of the Duntad. She will be given the ring. She will also be given knowledge of where I have hidden a letter, though she will not be told of its content. Only that should someone show up one day with the amulet that will match the ring and this journal, the letter is to be opened. These instructions will never be written down. It will be a secret passed down from head of the Duntat to head of the Duntat through word. The letter contains an explanation of all of this, all that has passed. It states the Abbey's responsibility to turn over the ring and provide all aid in recovering and protecting the object to which they grant access. As I write these final words, I cannot help but feel I failed. Failed the forest. Failed those who I have loved. My name might be lost to history, but I will write it here. Celebi, first sister and founder of the Duntat, who was once Alicia, healer of the village of Bitterfall, who was before all things Bellisim, first steward of the Creus, Dayon and Dare. Before I gave you up, you were called Delacia. I never stopped loving you.
hope you can now see the connections between many things. Alarion, the descendant of an orphan, given up hundreds of years ago. A ring which belonged to the Dun Tat that by horrific circumstance wound up in the ruins of the Citadel of Sol. And a pendant and a journal hidden away to protect a powerful artifact. One that is sought by the Emerald Scarab. Join me next time for the beginning of the end. The end of this adventure. And here we are, my dear supporters and patrons. We have come to the very cusp of the end of this journey. That means next week, the 15th, I will be taking a one-week break to really make sure that the final story is written all the way through to its end before I begin recording, and then we will begin the end here. So just wanted to give you a heads up, uh, no episode on the 15th, but I will be back on the 22nd with the final story of this show. You all have meant so very, very much to me. This journey has been a long one, and thanks for joining me on it. Take care and hope your fall and holiday season are going well. <laughs>